am I? How tough am I? I had a bowl of nails for breakfast this morning. <laughs> yes, so? Without any milk. Hello, Nailer fans, and welcome into another episode of The Toolbox. The calendar has flipped over to September, and hockey season is quite literally right around the corner as we are less than 30 days away from Nailer's training camp at West Bank Arena. So, as the season gets closer, it's time to change things up on The Toolbox, and we're going to introduce a new series, a preview series, as most of the teams have gotten a lot of their work done in the office. Off season, and we have a good idea of how things are going to shape up going into the 2018-19 season. So for the remaining weeks until we drop the puck on October 5th for our preseason opener at home against the Cincinnati Cyclones, we are going to be doing previews, mainly focused on our new opponents in the Central Division. Well, they're not really new opponents, but they're new rivalries who we will be really having important games against. We'll be seeing over 50% of our 2018-19 schedule played against the Central Division so we want to make sure we know those teams real well as we go into the new season and begin our quest for the Kelly Cup Championship. So today we start off the series with the Fort Wayne Comets. And why did I pick to do Fort Wayne first? Well, they had the most playoff success of anybody in the Central Division last season as they went all the way to the Western Conference Final and they were only eight minutes away from making a trip to the Kelly Cup final before the Colorado Eagles came back, won that game, and eventually won the Kelly Cup in seven games against the Florida Everblades. So in just a moment, I'm going to bring in the voice of the Fort Wayne Comets, Shane Alberani. It's been a very busy summer for Fort Wayne. We'll get into some of those details in a moment, but just to kind of paint you an overall picture of the Fort Wayne Comets, this is the 67th season of professional hockey in Fort Wayne. The Comets are a very historic franchise. However, only seven of those seasons, this being year number seven, have taken place in the ECHL as they joined the league after spending time in the Central Hockey League before that. They were also members of the old IHL even before that. Like I said, a lot of rich hockey history in Fort Wayne. They came in during the summer of 2012 along with the Evansville Icemen and have been in the ECHL ever since. And they've had really good success here in the ECHL. While they have not won a Kelly Cup championship yet, one of the stats that certainly sticks out is the Comets have won at least one playoff series during each of the last five years, which is the longest active streak in the ECHL. A couple of other notes on the Fort Wayne Comets this year. The Comets have a new NHL affiliate. That's the Vegas Golden Knights. That means also a new AHL affiliate, the Chicago Wolves. Last year, the Comets were at the Arizona Coyotes in the NHL and the Tucson Roadrunners in the AHL. This is the fourth different affiliation in the seven years that the Comets have been in the ECHL. One thing that has been very consistent for the Comets has been their head coach Gary Graham, who is entering his sixth season behind the bench for the Comets. He is the second longest tenured head coach in the Central Division, trailing only Nick Bootland of the Kalamazoo Wings. As I mentioned, very busy summer for Fort Wayne. 24 players sign that leads the league. One former nailer in that mix Nicholas Kukali, a defenseman, and there was a former nailer who was on the Comets last year who has retired from pro hockey, and that is Bobby Shea. 
Wheeling versus Fort Wayne, all-time series. They've played 22 times, and it's a 12-10 series lead for the Comets. It's a 5-5 deadlock at West Banco Arena and 7-5 advantage for Fort Wayne at Allen County War Memorial Coliseum. There will be eight head-to-head meetings on the docket this year, five home games for the Nailers, three home games for the Comets. The first one is December 7th at West Banco Arena. The two teams will play nine days later in Wheeling on December the 16th. Then the Comets come back to town on January the 27th. Nailers will then go to Fort Wayne for the first time finally on February 17th. Back to Nail City on March 3rd, out to Fort Wayne just a couple days later on March 6th, and then home on the 29th of March before the season will conclude for the second year in a row. The regular season will end up in Fort Wayne. That will be on April the 7th. To talk more about the Fort Wayne Comets, we'll go for an insider's perspective. He is the play-by-play broadcaster for the Comets. It's my good friend Shane Alberani. And Shane, first off, what have you done to keep yourself occupied this summer? You know, we uh, it's it's been a busy off season because uh, you know we got to the conference finals, so uh, it was a little bit shorter than normally normal. But uh, you know, it's been a productive uh, summer of the team and the organization. Uh, uh, a lot of exciting things going on at Memorial Coliseum this year, new scoreboard, things like that. So uh, we've been uh, trying uh, to uh, capitalize on all the things going on uh, at the Coliseum. That sounds like a lot of fun. I can't wait to see that when we get to town for the first time. I don't want to bring up too much of a tough memory, but like you mentioned, team was in the conference final last year, which is certainly a terrific accomplishment. Eight minutes away from possibly going on to the Kelly Cup final, unfortunately came up just short, but how much more hungry does that make the fans who are really wanting a winner in Fort Wayne to get this season started? Uh, you know, the, the expectation every year in Fort Wayne is to win a championship. So I don't think uh, the thirst for a championship, uh, the intensity of that is going to change because that is always the expectation. Looking at last year, though, even though the team fell short of the ultimate goal, was it still looked at as the success, 98 points in the standings, and you got over that big playoff hurdle that always loomed there, the Toledo Walleye? <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know that that was success. I, I think uh, finally getting over on Toledo uh, there in that second round. I think that that was a big success. I know that was uh, uh, one of the things you, you wanted to get done. Even right in training camp, we knew uh, to get to the find the conference finals, to get to the Kelly Cup finals. It went through Toledo, so that was step number one. So yes, in that regard, uh, it was a success. You know, I think uh, you know. We were unhappy, but yet we were happy with the effort. We got, like you said, eight minutes away from going uh, to the finals. But uh, in the end, you know, it, it, it was disappointing because you were so close and also knowing that, uh, you know, we had a core group of guys who've been together, you know, some of them, you know, three or four years, and we knew there was going to be a lot of tough decisions in the off season as far as guys turning veterans, uh, veteran status during the course of the year. So we knew a lot of these guys who've been around three years you know, we weren't going to see again. They weren't going to play together. So it, it was a sad moment uh, when, when we uh, lost that game seven in overtime. It's been a very busy offseason, as you alluded to earlier. The Comets actually lead the league with 24 player signings having been announced to this point. Also, a brand-new affiliate. Let's start with that affiliation. It's going to be the fourth different NHL affiliate in seven ECHL seasons for the Comets. Out go the Arizona Coyotes. In come the Vegas Golden Knights. And we know that Fort Wayne likes to do a lot on its own when building the roster. So what makes Vegas the right fit for the Comets? 
Well, I think uh, it, it kind of goes down to Gerard Gallant. Uh, he started his coaching career here in Fort Wayne, so there is a good rapport there. Uh, Gerard knows what we want to accomplish here in Fort Wayne, and I think uh, the philosophies of the two clubs are kind of shared. So I think, uh, you know, this, you know, we will hope for the best with an affiliation. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, with that understanding with, with Gerard uh, there as head coach uh, and also uh, Wendell Young in Chicago, the general manager of Chicago Wolves, a uh, guy who certainly played, never played for Fort Wayne, but he played a lot of games in the Coliseum and against the Fort Wayne Comets. So he knows what this town is all about. And, uh, you know, winning is the bottom line. So very looking forward to working with Las Vegas. We'll go position by position, and one of the biggest assets in an affiliate or in this league as a whole is goaltending, and the Comets had a terrific one last year. I thought it was a big difference maker in getting the team to the conference final from the affiliate was Michael Hauser, and even though there are two goalies currently signed to ECHL contracts, one of them being Lucas Hafner, now a back-to-back -back Kelly Cup champ with Colorado, sure looks like Zachary Fukali could land himself in the jungle. Is it safe to say that goaltending will be a strength once again? Oh, oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's something that Fort Wayne has always done, you know, going back to the 1950s. It starts at the goal line and works its way out. So goaltending uh, will be a premium. And like you said, Zach McCauley, you know, all, all signs are pointing that, that he would be the guy sent here to Fort Wayne. But, but who knows? But we've got two very good goaltenders uh, going into camp uh, uh, with Lucas Hafner and, and Kyle Hayden, who's coming out of the University of Wisconsin. Uh, so right there, we already have two pretty good goaltenders already going into camp. So. Uh, hope that Ed Vegas uh, helps us out in that regard. But uh, goaltending, again, is going to be uh, uh, very strong. Uh, sad to see Michael Hauser go. I know uh, we were still uh, talking to Michael Hauser uh, until this affiliation uh, was signed. So, unfortunately, he kind of became the odd man out. Uh, but uh, Michael Hauser was a big reason where we got where we were last year. And so Garrett Barris. Uh, Garrett Barris is one of those, those guys who's been around for a couple of years, and uh, now he's in Greenville. Uh, so a lot of changes there, but, you know, we're always going to have strong goaltending. I, I expect it to happen again this year. On defense, everyone knows about Cody Soule, rightfully so. He really is the anchor of that group, and he's a big <laughs> human being. But there are two other returning blue liners that you guys had who had really nice years, Jason Binkley and Ryan Lowney. How big are those two pieces to the puzzle? Uh, Ryan Lowney uh, just uh, – just improved tremendously over the last couple of years. Uh, he came to us as a rookie late in the season two years ago, played a full year with us last year, uh, and he has been tremendous. He's an undersized guy, but he's a great puck mover, and so is Jason Binkley. And uh, Binkley you know, had some, some great numbers. He's an Iron Man. Uh, he plays every game. Uh, him and Cody Soul are, are one of the, those guys you all, always count on in the lineup uh, for a lot of minutes and, and a lot of games. So uh, getting those two back, I mean, they're not – Obviously, the big names, you know, we're losing a guy like Curtis Leonard and Bobby Shea, which Wheeling Naylor fans are, are familiar with, you know. So there's no kind of, I guess, name back there outside of Cody Soule. But consistency-wise, Ryan Lowney and Jason Binkley, you're not going to get two better D-men at the blue line than, than those two. I think the biggest change in the Fort Wayne lineup is up front, and there are some players returning, such as Jamie Shaftsma, but... Five big ones, Sean Sidlowski, Garrett Thompson, Mason Baptista, Gabriel Desjardins, and Dennis Kravchenko. 130 goals, that was 45% of the team's total from last year. So who are going to be some of the new faces that are going to be responsible for putting the puck in the net? Oh, that was a lot of math, DJ. That's, uh, <laughs> that's kind of a sobering thought. But, yeah, you, know, you lose Sean Sidlowski, the league MVP, the scoring champ, uh, you know, a guy who has led this team for the past, you know, he's, he's been here five years. That is, that is a big loss. 
So is Garrett Thompson. So is Gabriel Dejardin, who actually probably, uh, you know, he was actually the team's MVP. You know, <laughs> so figure that one out. How good was Gabriel Desjardins, where he was voted as, as the team MVP, and Sean Sadlowski was the league MVP. Uh, but getting uh, Danny Moynihan uh, early on in the summer was pretty big. Uh, you know, he, he played in Kalamazoo, put up 14 goals, 27 assists. Uh, Marco Waugh, who was very intricate in last year's run, uh, missed some time with some knee injuries. He was called up twice during the regular season. Uh, so uh, hopefully Marco Waugh can uh, – Spend some considerable time here in Fort Wayne, and that he's going to be huge uh, in the middle. And uh, also picking up a Garrett Ross, a guy who has played his entire career in the AHL, 288 games in the AHL. He's coming down uh, here to Fort Wayne. So those are three big names uh, who's going to hopefully pick up that scoring slack. But the one big name is number 88, Justin Hodgman. Justin Hodgman, you know, can be one of the best players in this league. He has just got to stay healthy. Uh, Hodgman only played 30 games last year, didn't play at all in the playoffs. He was injured in the, uh, in the game one of the first round against Cincinnati. He only played 30 games, but he was still almost a point-a-game player. So if Justin Hodgman can stay healthy, uh, that is going to be a huge difference maker on this offense for the Comets. In talking about some of those players that I asked in the last question, you and I had a pretty cool conversation at the league meetings in Las Vegas, and you talked about how this past year, and I guess kind of adding to that bummer of not being able to get to the final, was it was the last year of a three-year plan. Do you think that is kind of a common time frame around the league for how long a group of players stays together? Well, I, I'm not sure if, if it's common, because, but that's just the way uh, we've always done things here in Fort Wayne. We like to bring back players we're familiar with, the organization is familiar with, the coaching staff is familiar with, and more importantly, the fans are familiar with. So I'm not necessarily sure that that, uh, that is a priority uh, with a lot of organizations. You know, they just kind of want to bring in their best teams, but we are also looking at chemistry. That's why a guy like Jamie Shasma, who we're going to bring Shavsy back every time because he is such a great leader and he's won championships. So, um, you know, the, the plan, you know, maybe it wasn't a plan, but it just kind of worked out that way where we had, we were able to keep those core guys around uh, for three years. And when you look at that three-year mark, last year was time when a lot of guys were turning veterans. You know, Bobby Shea, Curtis Leonard, uh, Dan Maggio, they were all going to be veterans uh, uh, coming into this year. So, you know, it really did come down to kind of that three-year window. So, uh, you know, maybe that starts over. Nobody knew who Sean Toplowski was five years ago. Uh, so maybe uh, one of these names uh, on this roster turns into the next Sean Sadlowski. So maybe the start of a rebuild this year, but at the same time, I know you guys always want to compete, and you have a pretty neat streak there, longest active run of winning at least one playoff round five years. So what do we see from the Comets in the upcoming season? Well, you know, it's, I can see some growing pains uh, since we do have such a roster uh, turnover. Uh, you know, you really only get a solid week of training camp. You know, you play those two. Uh, exhibition games and, and then you, you make your, your roster moves and then you got basically one week to kind of get everybody on the same page. Uh, so I think the start is going to be uh, really important, trying to get these guys to gel right away with each other. But again, you've still got that core group of guys uh, that, I, that I think are going to play together. And there's even guys, you know, uh, you know, who haven't played here in Fort Wayne but, but familiar with Fort Wayne, like Kevin Gibson. Uh, you know, he's an ECHL guy who, who's been around He's played a lot of games in Fort Wayne uh, uh, with Toledo and, and Quad City. So, but he's a guy who's going to come in and he's going to know how uh, you know we do business here. So, uh, you know, it just comes down to time. You know, <laughs> these guys have just got to come together 
and it's, it's might take a little bit of time, but again, you know, it's how you finish, you know, how that goes. So, uh, you know, I expect a faster team this year. Uh, we might not be uh, as big size wise, but I expect to really uh, open things up offensively. New division rival, Wheeling Nailers, Fort Wayne Comets. Eight head-to-head matchups this year. The first one, we'll get our chance to look at the Comets in person at West Banco Arena on Friday, December 7th. But we don't go there to see their new scoreboard and our good friends Chuck, Justin, and everybody at the Coliseum until February 17th. But Shane, you do go to Rapid City before you come to Wheeling here in December. So I look forward to hearing about that trip. And I want to wish you all the best as you start the season. And thanks so much for hanging out today on the Toolbox. Yeah, no problem, DJ. Uh, you know, we'll be seeing a lot of each other and looking forward to it. Our big thanks once again to the voice of the Fort Wayne Comets, Shane Alberani, for spending some time with us this week to preview the 2018-19 edition of the Fort Wayne Comets. Stay tuned for next week when I put another Central Division broadcaster on the hot seat and see how their team will fare in the upcoming season. In the meantime, don't forget that season tickets are available for the 2018-19 season. Also, brand new flex plans known as Freedom Plans. Check out wheelingnailers.com for more information on that. Single game tickets will be going on sale on Tuesday, September 18th. And as always, for tickets and more information, call 304-234-GOAL. That's 304-234-4625. And continue to follow all of our social media networks, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. This has been another edition of The Toolbox, the first of our preview series Taking on the Fort Wayne Comets, I'm DJ Basella. Enjoy your week, and we'll talk to you next time on The Toolbox.